Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is Dr. Simon, and I do a show called The Stories We Live By. And I never do a show in the afternoon, but I have the afternoon free. And I've been sitting and watching television, uh, a number of news venues, and becoming increasingly frightened, uh, as I have been on my regular show for a long time now, at the devolution of our political process into what I want to talk about today, uh, a politics of tantrum. And um, I, I don't, you know, it's interesting. I read an article by uh, Krugman, Paul Krugman, who I like very much, uh, in the New York Times, an economist, uh, Nobel Prize winner, professor at uh, Stanford, which for some of us is impressive, and for many others, uh, well, we can call him a, label him a liberal, and that would be the end of that. Um, which is part of, of what happens when there is a tantrum. Uh, your children, when they throw tantrums, do not want to see another point of view because they are egocentric and it's difficult for them to see another point of view. And dealing with children has always been, or, or with patients who, whose lives are made miserable by their own uh, egocentrism, their inability to see past uh, their own ideas, their own ideologies, their own fixed truths, uh, the stories they live by that are sacred and, and won't allow for any kind of real uh, evaluation of another point of view uh, is to help the individuals see another point of view, uh, step back and own the point of view that they're living by so that they can make choices about how to live differently. Uh, Krugman writes about the Republicans a week or so ago that uh, they're no longer the party of no, or as Bobby Jindal, the governor of, uh, of Georgia, suggests, the party of stupid. He says they're the party of crazy. And that won't help. Calling people stupid and calling people crazy and calling people lazy and hurling names, as I've said in my show many, many times, doesn't help. Calling them crazy, schizophrenic, this doesn't help. It doesn't add any clarity to what's going on. Now, I certainly don't feel I have the last word on what is going on, but there are certain um, aspects of the behavior of some in, in Congress, mostly in the Republican Party, that has the same flavor as patients of mine who have thrown tantrums and live by tantrums, uh, and my children and other people's children when I see them throw a tantrum. And the, the scary part uh, is that the consequences of a tantrum can be very, very serious. So let me talk a little bit about what tantrum is. Um, a tantrum, I, I was thinking how to define it, it's a kind of a revolution, a violent revolution against authority. Uh, it's an individual of whatever age who doesn't like the authority, uh, and the only way they know to deal with that and get their way is to uh, carry on, call names, kick, scream, get very, very angry. And under those circumstances, that individual cannot see the consequences to their own behavior. 
Um, a patient of mine some years ago said to me, uh, can I have a change of schedule? Uh, this is a very demanding person uh, whose relationships uh, were in tatters, uh, who came from a family of tantrum throwers, uh, and the only way her father knew how to deal with her uh, throwing a tantrum was to throw one of his own and be violent and, and, and beat her. Uh, when men throw tantrums, very often violence is the way in which it's expressed. The, uh, so she said to me, can you change my hour? And I looked at my schedule and I said, right now I can't. And she now started to throw a tantrum. You don't care about me. You're a bad therapist. On and on and on, crying and carrying on that I wasn't giving her what she needed. Uh, and I suggested to her that as soon as I have an hour, I will change it. But let's discuss some of the reasons why she wants to change the hour. And like somebody in a, in, in a tantrum who can't see, who's egocentric, who can't step out for a moment and observe themselves, it's because I want it. Well, I don't have to tell you why I want it. And my response was, I don't have to give it to you uh, because at this point it's not in my interest to give it to you. Um, and I'm not even sure it's in your interest to get it under these circumstances. Well, then I'm leaving therapy. I said, I can't help that. If that's your decision, you can leave therapy. And I'll talk about why that was my response. Um, I don't want to take away her will like her father did. I don't want to overwhelm her. Uh, I hate the idea of treating uh, a, an angry, petulant child with anger and petulance. I don't like force. But tantrums have to be stood up to because the end result of the tantrum is often a disaster for everybody who lives with the tantrum thrower and especially for the tantrum thrower. When a child gets control of his family, when a student gets control of the classroom, when some angry politicians get control of the country, disaster follows. Nobody wins. When I look at history, we see uh, 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 stories in which the tantrum thrower was not stood up to. And by the time the tantrum thrower was in control, and I'm thinking now of Hitler. Now, I'm not at all suggesting that the Republicans are behaving like the Nazis. That's way down the road. But possible, but possibly down the road, if in fact those individuals who are now throwing these tantrums, and I'm thinking now of the tremendous political rise of this senator from Texas, Cruz, who refers to himself as the only pure Republican, who when he's asked by his fellow Republican governors, what is the end game of this? He sounds like a patient or my own child who says, what do you mean? I, I, want, I don't want to go to school without my coat. That's another great story. My son says he wants to go to school. He was about six or seven. It was 16 degrees out. I said, put your coat on. You can't go to school. I'm not going to school. I said, okay, don't go to school. 
I'm going to call up the truant officer, have him come to the house, and they'll take you to school. I'm not going to fight with you. Is I'm leaving the house without my coat. I said, go ahead. Now, I watch from the window. So he walked to the curb with his shirt sleeves in 16 degrees, stood there for 30 seconds, came running back into the house, and said, it's really cold out. I want my coat. There's no violence. There's no fighting. You see, I am frightened if he runs down the block and I lose him and he freezes to death. There, there are dangerous things to do when one tries to stand as an adult against the tantrum. Right? But to give in to the tantrum only leads to further tantrums, an exaggerated sense of power. And when you have politicians, which started with the Nazi party in, in 1930 or earlier, you have individuals, if they're not stood up to, when they don't see the error of their ways, when they don't see the consequences of what will occur, um, then, then it becomes an incredibly dangerous situation. And quite frankly, while this has been going on for the last few years since Obama has been elected, I have done a number of shows on why I'm seriously pessimistic and increasingly worried about the precious democracy that we live in which really requires interaction and thought and uh, the use of facts and the use of best data possible and the use of compromise in a civil way, not stamping one's feet and making demands, um, taking responsibility for all our own actions, that this democracy is in peril. And every time Obama allowed the Republicans to go after him and didn't speak against the falsehoods they levied against him, that the mistruths, uh, every time he gave in and compromised with basically a hostage situation that people were, you know, that they were going to allow the country to go into default um, and now close the government, uh, I became increasingly worried. Um, the great story, of course, with Hitler was when the British finally realized what a danger he was, uh, and they sent Neville Chamberlain, their, their prime minister at the time, to talk to Hitler, to come up that with a deal. And he comes back with a paper saying, this is peace in our own time. We're going to basically look the other way while Hitler goes into Czechoslovakia and, and annexes it, uh, uh, the Sudetenland. And, and we won't do anything about this. We'll have peace in our time. You don't appease somebody who is threatening to burn your house down. You don't appease. You stand firm. And I'm hoping, I'm praying, that the more they're called moderate Republicans, uh, the more adult Republicans, I would call them, are finally going to stand up and say, what is the end game? What are you trying to achieve with stamping your feet? And I worry. And I worry because the, the uh, issue of the Obamacare or the, the health plan really is secondary uh, to, to other issues that are going on. From the moment Obama was elected uh, in 2008, Yes, 12, 16, right, 2008. You had the right wing and the religious right and the so-called base and the Tea Party carrying on and screaming they've lost their country. And in fact, they have. 
It is no longer a country dominated by white Christians. It's not. And for the first time now, a man of color stood in the White House. Right? Now, I don't think he's been the best president in the world, but I think he's a human being, a decent human being. And certainly, I relate to him as a human being, as somebody who with education and sensitivity and a apparently good family man, as somebody I can identify with where his color recedes into the background, which happens whenever you deal with another human being as a human being. When, right? From the moment he was elected, he was a Muslim against all evidence. He never went to college. His transcript is a lie. The shameful thing that uh, uh, was done uh, I want to see his transcript. I don't believe he was a Harvard graduate. He was the other. And nobody stood up to this. Nobody stood up to it. The media will call names. If they're on the right, they'll call names on the left. And those on the left will call names like stupid and crazy to those on the right. But there's a huge number of the media that I want to be fair. And as I read in one of the newspapers some years ago, it, their fairness would be as if somebody said, um, a Republican says the earth is flat and the Democrats disagree, and that's how it would be reported. Everybody has an opinion. The idea that the facts may not be there, the idea that it is unreasonable and absurd, the position being taken is not taken to task by those who report it. In the desire to bend over and be fair, all sense of criticality, all sense of authority as an adult, rational adult, is lost. And that's what we're seeing now. Everybody has an opinion, and no matter how bad the opinion is, it's not challenged. As my children grew from diapers into preschool, something wonderful happened. Um, I pride myself on having been a good and reasonable father and a, a reasonable authority figure. Not as good as my wife, who was really something spectacular as a mother, spectacular as a teacher. Uh, well, she's spectacular as a person in so many ways. They became, they grew from unreasonableness to reasonable. Right? I see the same thing happened with my grandchildren. And one of the joys of my life are my six grandchildren. They're wonderful. They're healthy, for which I am grateful. And they're growing in wonderful directions. But they also grew from unreasonableness to reasonableness. That is, they could be reasoned with. You could say to them, well, what do you think will happen if you do this or that? Not, I want it. Give it to me. My children and their spouses have stood firm enough as adults so that their children can, on the one hand, feel secure, and on the other hand, give up an infantile view of the world which says, I am right, I am the pure one, I know better and best than everyone, and then stamp their feet and become hysterical uh, and never take responsibility for what their own, their own behavior. 
right now, the, the Republican uh, uh, Boehner, who I refer to as Boner, um, and, and his, his minions, um, Eric Cantor and, and, and the, uh, uh, Michelle Bachman, uh, there is a person of great reasonableness who really believes that she's there doing God's work uh, as she understands God uh, has given her the extreme wisdom to know the right thing to do. And she, uh, they, they, they are so happy the government is shut down. And as they become more desperate, because for the first time, Obama and the Democrats, but mostly Obama, is standing firm. You can pass and open the government, he says, just give it a vote. But no, they've held hostage. The demand is not we negotiate about the, the uh, Obamacare and fix it if it's bad or repeal it if it really doesn't work. In a legitimate way, it's you have to capitulate. They're asking for surrender. This is what Hitler did. This is what my patients who threw tantrums did. This is what my children tried to do. If you let that go on, if you don't take a stand, then the damage today will be much worse, much less than the damage tomorrow. Had they stood up to Hitler, had the Germans stood up to Hitler, had, were the so-called moderate Islamists in Iran and other places stand up to these leaders and say, where are you taking us? Where do you think in the name of God we are going? We have to push Israel into the sea. Uh, and, and from Israel's point of view, there are more and more on their right, the religious right, who say God gave us this land and we're not going to make any kind of accommodations. So you have tantrums on one side and tantrums on the other. And in the middle of the so-called reasonable people who are saying, you know what? We could live together. I promise you, you'll survive if you'll give me and we work out some kind of a land arrangement. They almost had it uh, 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 a few years ago. Uh, but the, the hardliners, the tantrum throwers, those who think they are the pure, the all-knowing, the authoritarian, they throw the monkey wrench in and nobody stands up to them. And it gets worse and worse. The more power a child has over the family, the worse it is for the family and the child because the child doesn't know enough to run a family. When a, patient, a therapist gives in to the patient's irrational demands and doesn't find a way for them to own it and make compromise, it gets worse and worse. The therapy falls apart. Marriages fall apart when somebody tries to totally dominate the other part, if they succeed, they crush the life out of the individual uh, that they've been bullying and dominating. If you've been in or you see such a relationship, there's no joy in that relationship. There's no interaction. There's the exercise of power. There's the exercise of threat. There is a way to negotiate the budget. There is a way to negotiate problems with health care, but not to take a hostage and not to demand that the president, who is a Muslim, who is an outsider, who, who never went to college, 
who could be called a liar in Congress. Uh, that, that's not the way. And so, for those of you who hear this, um, we're in trouble. They're in, we're in trouble. Uh, I don't see anybody in the Republican Party really standing up. There's a buzz there, there, there uh, but I don't see it. Hitler came to power, and Germany was utterly destroyed, along with 80 million other people. The people who seek power unreasonably, who throw tantrums, ultimately lose. But they take down so many with them. They create such tremendous damage. To have a child in your home who throws tantrums and who is not dealt with, where you give in, you give in, you give in, you give in, is not to have a home life. It is a misery. There's no joy. There's no joy. There's no, there, there's no growth. Everybody gets locked in. The husband goes out and drinks. Uh, he ultimately may leave the wife with the child. Uh, or in homes that I've worked with where the wife says, wait till your father gets home. Doesn't exercise an appropriate authority. Doesn't say no. Uh, a woman that I worked with many years ago really understood this. So when she went to the store and her child would throw a, 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 a tantrum, I want that piece of candy, I want that article, I want that toy. She would give in and wait till your father goes home. You're no good, you make the man, you make me miserable. Kid feels guilty, the kid feels angry, the self-image is being destroyed. The father comes home, he had nothing to do with it, and screams and yells and hits the child, sends the child to the room. So she began to understand and see and own the interaction and what she was creating with that child and the misery and unhappiness she had of even being a mother. And she started to think about, how do I deal with it? And one day she said to the child who said, I want this toy or candy, no. And he threw his tantrum and she walked away and in a loud voice says, does anybody know who that child is? Who does he belong to? And walked out the door. The kid looked up, looked around, watched the mother walk out of the store, stopped his tantrum, ran after her, said he was sorry. And that was the beginning of a profound change. Daddy didn't come home. He didn't have to hit the kid. What we had now was a, a new situation where the mother was an adult and an authority in her own right, not authoritarian. She was in control of herself. And by being in control of herself, she was now a model for the child to learn how to be in control of himself. Nobody controlled anybody. They could then negotiate. And when my child, children grew up, and when my patients would begin to change, you could negotiate. Right now, there is no negotiation in Washington. It's a broken system. And it will only be fixed if all of us as citizens begin to say what we want. This show, I'm ventilating myself. I'm feeling better as I speak because I feel so helpless at what's going on, at the people being laid off, that this gambit that they are using, the Republicans, well, uh, you know, some little girl needs treatment, so we'll open that up. 
will open little pieces of the government will pick and choose but ultimately will throw the country into whatever financial uh, disregard it has to be into disrepair because Obamacare is a bad program. It has to go. It has to be defunded. Uh, they're causing damage. And ultimately, like I've said now for about a half an hour, damage to themselves. Will we stand up as citizens and say this can't be? Pass the budget, let's get on, and discuss how to fix or change uh, uh, the medical system. Come up with alternative ideas, not just say no. But first, those who hate the government, and I was watching a show where they was actually showing one after another of these Republican freshmen carrying on at home, saying, I'm an elected, I am going to shut down the government. There must have been a dozen clips where proudly, and they're, they're, they're one somewhere in the South, um, where the people behind them were chanting, cut it or shut it, cut it or shut it. And he triumphantly, with his fist in the air, he's going to shut the government down. He has. His tantrum and the collective tantrum of these individuals has worked they are authoritarian. They are unreasonable. They feel they're the victims. They are not taking, like all tantrum throwers, any responsibility for the, out their own actions. It's your fault. Obama, it's your fault. Daddy, it's your fault. Mr. Therapist, it's your fault. It's not my fault. So, I don't know if anybody hears this. Uh, people usually come to my show afterwards. Um, it's almost 2.30. It's almost my apple time. Uh, I have happily been on a diet now for about five weeks with Weight Watchers, and I've almost reached my goal. I've lost about 15 pounds. I look better. I feel better. I have more energy. Although my mouth wants to throw a tantrum and go and get a... Uh, huge babka cupcake of about a thousand calories and drink it down or swallow it whole. Um, but, so if anybody's there and wants to call, it's 646-716-7756. You could send me a message to my show, um, Stories We Live By, or I give my always give my uh, email address, Larry Sidock, L-A-R-R-Y-P-S-Y-D-O-C, at gmail.com. And, uh, again, it's an offer. I'll let you come on the show. We can reason together. Um, you can give me insights because uh, I've never had a patient or a student or a child uh, who didn't, uh, while I was trying to teach them or help them, didn't help me if our relationship of I behaved like an adult and they grew into my version of what a reasonable, democratic, citizen adult looks like and behaves. So I think I'm going to end the show since there doesn't seem to be any calls. And we'll see what happens. I'm going to go turn on, I'm going to turn on Fox News, which claims to be fair and, fair and balanced. And I'll put on CNBC, which I agree with more, but is no more fair and balanced. And then I'll put on CNN, which is totally balanced 
and as innocuous and meaningless as could possibly be. Um, one final comment, the, the reporter who attacked Harry Reid, don't you want this little girl who was denied treatment? How could you be so callous? And he handled it very poorly because what he didn't say is, I feel brokenhearted for this little girl. But on the other hand, the health and the wealth of our country is now on the line. We either stop the tantrums now and behave like mutual adults, or we are going into, as people are saying, a banana republic, all of which eventually become some dictatorship of one form or another. And then where the hell do we live if not in the greatest country in the world, which is losing its ability to be the good country of the world, the fair country, the judge, uh, uh, the adult, uh, leading in science, leading in, 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 in music, leading in all kinds of wonderful ways uh, as it descends and devolves into uh, a country dominated by little factions, angry, frustrated, and throwing their tantrums. So, good night or good afternoon, and have a good one.